it is, ladies and gents. Happy Hump Day! Whoop. Everybody's got a brand. You guys know that, right? Even when you don't do anything with your brand, that's what your brand is saying, that you don't do anything at all. That's why you're invisible. Okay. But today, we're going to talk to somebody who's going to get that squared around for you, flipped around, so we can get your brand in a position where it's making some money. So let's get the show started. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. <laughs> yeah, we love it. Yes. Here we go. All right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time, and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we are so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. And I am super pumped to hear from today's guest because with just one click on her website, I was met with an energy and passion that jumped right off the page and hit me in the feels. And it's no surprise either, as our guest has an intense passion, some might even call it an addiction, for all things design. She prides herself on working closely with her clients to optimize the effects of your designs on a customer, thereby developing a brand that speaks genuinely to who you are. Along with a collective of creative minds who love the business of design as much as she does, our guest loves when her clients share their dreams with her and together they make them a reality. If you want your clients to feel like they know you and trust you as soon as they see your brand, you need to tune in to hear from this branding expert. Joining us today from Color Addict out of Warren, Michigan, welcome to the show, Chrissy Robinson! There it is, Chrissy. Three <laughs> minutes into the Business Bros podcast. I don't know how many shows you've been on or what you've done. What's your experience so far? What's it like? Oh my gosh, the energy is great. I just got to say, the energy is absolutely great. Was not expecting it. Wide awake now. Let's do it. I'm ready. Hell <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do this. Uh, you know, I said at the beginning of the show, even if you do not have a brand that is your brand, you're invisible, you do not exist, you need to take control of your brand. Brand is everything today because when people look for you online when they meet you and they decide hmm, this is somebody i might want to do business with and they go to this little place called google and they put in your name what happens after that is going to be the decision between doing business with you and not doing business with you he ain't lying exactly right so tell me how you got into this space and what value are you bringing to, to our entrepreneurs yeah absolutely so how I got into this space, I've always, since my first business was like at 14, I've always had a passion for 
let's say customer service is what I was calling it back then. And so I would sit even in like dentist office, like cringing, like, oh my God, there's so many opportunities. I sit in car washes, just random businesses as a teenager. And I'd be like figuring out how they could like improve and like all of these opportunities. So I always had this like really burning desire to help business in general. But that side met my creative side, which at the time I didn't even know was a thing, is a brand strategist. So essentially, the brand is so much more than just like the visuals and the creatives and all that stuff. It's the strategy at which like the how you're perceived by your overall audience or your customers. Right. So the experience. So to your point of like almost like planning to fail is failing to plan. Right. So it's like Mm -hmm. that same thing. If if you do not have a strategy in place then you can't really expect any results. And so what I love doing and why I'm addicted to this like business of design is kind of creating these little experiments and seeing how they work out and then being able to reproduce that same result for other clients that I'm even doing for my own business today. You know, uh, a brand strategist is so funny. I'm going to kind of show my screen. Uh, can I show it? Can I show it? Can I, can I take it away? I want to be able to show what's on my screen. I can't. I don't know how to play with this iPhone right in front of me. But what? But basically what it says is these are the people that I need to put on my team because these are the areas that I am not strong in. One of them is a brand strategist. And mm-hmm. here's, you know, what we do really well is we create content at scale, right? So when customers come to us, they need help with video testimonials. They need help with, you know, creating maybe a podcast or whatever to create content because when I post regularly, I get indexed more often by Google. My searchability goes up. SEO goes up. I'm found. I have an identity. I have a brand. Um, but just because, you know, and I have this, I have this theory that you can become famous as long as you're able to pump content in front of people that's about you. They'll see you often enough and, you know, you can build your own fame that way. Mm-hmm. So we've done content at scale. But having a strategy behind that content I know can push that, you know, if if content is like a hockey puck on ice, I'm barely tapping it. And what you're doing is really pushing it. So it glides for a very long time. So, you know, I guess the question is, what is a good strategy? Like, where does the strategy come from? Where do we start in order to develop a good strategy? Absolutely. So first and foremost is your goals. So every single client is completely different. So if you're talking about, if we take a look at like building a marketing campaign or strategy, you could be doing brand awareness, brand recognition. Um, you could be trying to do lead generation. You of course want to do all these things, but you have to decide what is the main goal and that will kind of control what how you, um, let's just say how you move forward, the execution piece. So a lot of people can put out a lot of stuff and crickets. It's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking. So what you have to do instead is you have to get realistic about what it is you're trying to do and how you can get as much exposure as possible. At the end of the day, business is simply a numbers game. The more people you reach, the more business you get, right? At some point, someone, even if you are a terrible person, there are other terrible people who will be like, I want to work with that terrible person. So (laughs) at the end of the day, as long as you get out there and you have some type of strategy in place. So Let's just say if you want to do brand recognition. So in brand recognition, just to quickly explain it. So brand awareness is like, hey, I exist. I'm Color Addict. Brand recognition is someone being able to say, hey, Color Addict does brand. They do marketing. They do consulting. They're able to name off and recognize who you are and what you have to offer like that. And it happens over time. And how do you establish brand recognition? It's consistency. So you use things like content pillars, if you've heard of them, just basically 
structuring your content all around the same or similar topic so people get a gist of who you are. Otherwise, if you're just over here and over here and over here, you can have great content. But what am I really coming to you for? So sometimes when I tell people this, it then immediately makes them think, okay, well, I was doing some really fun things, but now how do I get a little bit more targeted? And does this mean I need to niche down, which I hate because it's there's a lot of people in my industry and they're so buzzwordy and guru type. It's really, it's really not niching down. It's just simply understanding your customer's problem, right? We're all in business, so we want to solve a problem naturally. And so what is that problem and how can we speak to it? How can we show up to where they are today in our content strategy? How can we get in front of them more? People ask me questions like, what platform should I be on? What platform are they on? Right. Mm -hmm. So it, it's it's again one of I get this question so much and I really believe it's you have to start at the very basics of who is your customer and be super, super clear, super clear. Look up customer personas, look up client profiles is what I call them. Build something very detailed. Don't stop at the demographics like most people. You start there and it will tell you so much about how you need to show up and where you need to show up and how often you need to show up. Some people don't like email. Some people love email. So you have to figure out who you're talking who you're talking to first before you build any strategy. You said don't get stuck on the demographics, and I feel that that happens a lot. I know because James and I will sit down and be like, "Okay, who are we talking to?" And then we'll start off with like some generic thing, like, "Ah, oh, we're talking to males between you know 25 and 45 years of age who are self-employed, right?" And, then what? Like, how do we, you know, what, what questions can we ask? I know you said, you know, Google some, some, quali some uh, profile forms, but what can we ask to kind of dig a little deeper to really identify? Because I remember reading um, Russell Brunson's book, um, Expert Secrets, and, and he's talking about how his, his guy is can Mike. I, I'm, I'm sorry to bug you, but uh, can, I, can I throw this in here? It's like, it's not just like what questions to ask, but I feel mm -hmm. like it's, what do you do with that information afterwards? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's 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 really what I'm trying even to get more at, yeah. important. Yeah. So I want to hint on both of those real quick. So what questions to ask is actually really important because based on the answers you get is how you know what to do with the information. I'm going to give an example in just a second. So let's just say, for example, if we stop at 25 to 35 self-employed male, that's literally so many. So a question that you might want to ask, and I mean this uh, literally as well, because client interviews are a, or customer interviews are a great way to understand who your client is and, mm. and what they're actually trying to do. So if you haven't done that, do that for sure. Any of your like top listeners, definitely listen in and say, hey, can we reach out to you? We just want to interview you. It's just a 10 minute call and just ask them questions like, what do you, what other things do you listen to? What are you struggling with? What stage of business are you in? Because there's certain things you can talk to about new entrepreneurs that further down like there's so much content for new entrepreneurs but unfortunately when it comes to like us more established and functioning businesses there's not a lot so who are you catering to there are you more established or are you more newbie getting started entrepreneur so that's an example so based off let's just use that so let's just say established entrepreneur, you know now that you got to go deeper and get those real experts and understand his particular problems, which are probably things like growth and expansion, growing his team, building systems, right? So understanding what his actual problem is, now we know what to talk about. And we also can understand, we can come to a conclusion, and I would ask him, using your example, of course, um, I would ask him also what types of, what types of tools or systems or platforms does he use to look 
up advice. Maybe it's YouTube. Maybe he's on Pinterest. I doubt it. But like maybe he's yeah. on these particular platforms looking for answers. Right. So a question I love to ask when I'm doing customer interviews is something like, what keeps you up at night? What are you Googling? Right. Like what are you what when you're laying down and it's two o'clock in the morning and you cannot sleep as we all entrepreneurs can't sleep. <laughs> we can't sleep. Uh, sure. So if you're laying there at two o'clock in the morning, what's that thought that comes across? You're like, oh, I got to do that. That's what you speak to. And then wherever he's actually Googling those answers or looking, uh, it could be Google, it could be Instagram, wherever he's looking for those answers, maybe it's a networking group, right? That's where you show up. So now based on what we've learned, right, we now know how to show up and what to say and what he's looking for. Mm, that's yeah, that's... Oh, thank you. I oh, thank you. That's exactly. What, I mean, that's perfect. That's a that's a, an example of what to ask, right? Some some great questions. You know, what keeps you up at night? There's something that always keeps us at, up at night. Where are you looking for answers? Because uh, you know that that comes down to the different platforms, right? We often talk about the different social media platforms, and when we do, especially as content creators. We go down to things like, well, what's the ratio that I need to have for the frame? Uh, well, how do I create a thumbnail? All these things about attracting attention. But what you get, what you're talking about goes even deeper into it. It's yes, it's about attracting attention and what your message is, but where you should be showing up and what you should be saying on those hooks and what you should be writing on those thumbnails and who you should be talking to to answer those problems. But that's much more in depth. I mean, that. I would say, you know, Celine, clip that. Celine's my my VA, right? <laughs> clip that one. That's the one we want right there, because that's a good. That's that's practical and tactical information. In the clients that you've talked to, when they come on board, what are some of the things that you know they they probably come to you and they're like, we've tried everything. What is their definition of everything uh, when when they come into your office and and ask you for help? That's a great question. So it typically is content creation. It's typically all things hiding behind a screen, whatever that looks like. So they may, they're usually, or failing to be consistent is usually the other thing. The everything feels like everything because they get into these bursts, they haven't quite found their rhythm yet. And so they get into these bursts of like, Content, 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 nothing's working. Oh, I'm going to stop doing it and just let it fall by the wayside. And so that everything is really like I, I am one of those. I'm one of those consultants and coaches who will be like, if you tell me you're you're on Instagram and you are doing all of this work, I will literally say, go to Instagram, click the three bars at the top and tell me what your activity is. And I can tell you that most people, most business owners should not be spending hours upon unless you're a content creator or you're a brand ambassador or an influencer of, of some type, you should not be spending hours. And even then that's arguable. You should not be spending hours and hours on Instagram. So usually what they're actually doing versus what they think they're doing, right? There's a whole like expectations versus reality thing happening here. Mm -hmm. um, what they're actually doing is they're on Instagram purpose, like with no purpose whatsoever, no intention, no strategy. They are posting, oh, I forgot to post today posting a random thing or sharing someone else's thing with a quick, if anything, caption um, and the, trying to keep up that consistency sometimes is what they get distracted. And so a lot, I actually don't really, it's, it's kind of funny. I actually don't really recommend like investing a whole lot into content marketing, depending on who you are. And when I say investing a whole lot, I mean of your time. It should be an automated system that's streamlined, very easy to set up, boom, go. Like just it's, it's a pipeline at this point, because at the end of the day, 
as solopreneurs, we have a business to run and we are not content creators. So I, one of my first steps when I talk to new clients is I understand what their systems are when it comes to marketing. And we strive to like automate that, streamline it so that we can focus on real business, like exposure opportunities, connecting with other entrepreneurs, doing some other like advertising, doing direct sales. Direct sales has not died. E mm -mm. Email marketing even. Direct sales is super necessary. Usually the work looks like playing business. It usually looks like I got my LLC. I got my business card and I got some person on Fiverr to create me a $50 logo. That's usually mm -hmm. everything that they do that's not working. Or they might have someone to create a website and it's not working. But they haven't, they haven't had someone say, well, you have to drive traffic to this website. You still got to show up every day, if not more than your nine to five. So they haven't had that like mindset shift. And that's why I would even say for you guys, when it comes to the content that you're posting, it's important to do these customer interviews because in my very own, I learned what I thought my customers and my clients were looking for was so different. They, until this day, they still come to me for this thing. And I know in my calls, when I address them, I have to get them from what they believe they need to what I know will actually give them results. Mm. Right. And I can talk more about that. Kind of like my own experience in client interviews too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, th that's, that's, what sales is kind of all about, right? Like, you know, you're, what, you're, what you're expressing right there is, I have a pain point and I believe my solution is this. Uh, so when they come into a call with you, it's more like they're trying to tell you what to do and you're trying to convince them like, look, I've done this so many times. That is not, you want this result? This is actually the plan of attack. Let me show you the map that actually gets to the treasure that you're looking for at the end here. Right. So, What's that conversation like? <laughs> you know, <laughs> tell me more about that. How do we get them to understand? You know, I'm big on content at scale. If you were talking to me, uh, let, let's use my the show for example. If you were going to help me, and I'm telling you, look, I podcast every day. I create clips on my instant on my Instagram. I'm just not getting the attention that I need. Um, what do I do? You know, what what what's my pain point? Where where am I going? How are you going to take me to that solution? So first, I would definitely do an audit, take a look at what you're actually doing, take a look at what the content, the substance is. And if we have, if we don't have any idea of like what our customer is looking for, again, take a step back and do those client profiles, because what you'll learn in those is what kind of topics to talk about on the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not reaching the right audience. Maybe it's a hashtag strategy. Maybe it's advertising. Maybe it's larger, like, um, you know, maybe larger guests or even more like strategic guests, right? So depending on what the challenges are and how you learn about that is of course in the analytics. As a strategist, I don't do anything without looking at analytics because how can you know where to go without looking at where you've been is like, mm -hmm. It's crazy to me that some people are just like, yeah, we're just going to do this thing and never look. Some people are on Instagram for years and never look at their analytics. And I'm like, that is like the juiciest part. Common sense. Common sense. <laughs> it's the juiciest part for me. It's like candy. It's like I love I love showing people different things that they can do inside of the insights, inside of Instagram. And if you have a scheduler, they always have you learn so much. So my first step to answer your question really directly is I would look at those analytics I would create those client profiles if they don't already exist. And I would build a strategy, a content strategy and some type of marketing or um, sales or attraction plan to get this is simply called an attraction plan to get people to wherever we're trying to get them to. And then more importantly, let's look at where we want to like we want to get them to the podcast. But what happens after that? 
Right. Mm -hmm. So is there some type of call to action throughout the podcast to sign up for this thing and get them notified, sign up for notifications? Maybe there's a Patreon. Maybe there is a community they join. Right. How can we take this one thing and make sure that because the easiest customer you can get is your previous customers. Right. Your repeat customers are always easy to get. You don't have to sell. So if we can get listeners to continue listening. Right. You'll be top of mind one. They'll tell other people, hey, I heard this amazing thing on this podcast the other day. So literally doubling down, I feel so heartbroken at the fact that so many of my clients neglect their past customers. There's mm. neglect. Neglect. Can you imagine spending money with someone and they never reach out? I mean, you do it all the time, right? Your long guy, if you have a long guy, I have one. Your long guy, he doesn't email you when it's winter time and it's snow on the ground. He doesn't check on you. He doesn't say, hey, there's a new special coming up. He doesn't check in and tell you how he doesn't do any of that stuff. But imagine if he did. Mm. Imagine if he did. So all like, of a sudden referrals galore. Exactly. And it keeps you top of mind. So even if I'm not, even if I'm not necessarily like your brand champion, right? So, so that's what I strive to create is brand champions, people who champion your brand. They're literally your sales team, right? I don't even have to do sales as much as I used to because my clients literally send me so many people. But anyways, so if they, if you've done the work and you've created this brand champion and let's just say, let's call him Ken. Ken is talking to Susie and Susie's talking about, oh my God, I'm so tired of cutting my grass and my God, you're going to be top of mind and say, oh, this person right here, I just got an email from them. You might not say that, but you remember them because you got that email or you remember them because you got a Christmas card. Mm. Right? It could be the small things like one of the things, again, looking up customer delight. Branding is so huge, which is why I'll say a lot. Look up things. I like to name drop to give you research because uh, customer delight is a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I did an Instagram live on it. You can definitely check it out. But it's a whole thing, different ways that you can build that delight, which is basically that surprise of like, oh, they care. Or it could be just like a little handwritten note. It could be a gift at the uh, beginning of the year or even towards like holiday season. Those are You're trying to make your clients feel something, right? Because they don't always remember you. But if you make them feel something, all of a sudden it's that idea of reciprocity, right? You've given something of value or you've shown up so many times like I got to hook this guy up. It's been sharing with me this or showing me that. Yes. And more importantly, one of the, I'm going to encourage everyone to do build delight as soon as they pay you anything, because mm. it, there is a real thing in sales and like the psychology of sales where people immediately experience buyer's remorse as soon as, whether you are confident or not, whether the person you trust or not, you immediately experience buyer remorse. And so the, the worst thing you can do is just kind of neglect that person for like a week. And they just gave you like $3,000 deposit. And you're like sitting there like, oh my gosh, like, am I just going to lose my money? Are they going to scam me? So you <laughs> want to constantly keep them in the loop. You want to give some kind of delight. It could even be an email with like a gift. Woo, we're excited. It could be anything, but you want to give them something to kind of re-excite that whole energy of what made them to move forward. Because it, it happens every single time to all of us. We always have buyer's remorse. Oh, that sounds like a perfect strategy to avoid a chargeback. I'm just saying like that stuff happens all the time. You start yes. getting into it and the customer's like, ah, buyer's remorse change my mind cancel that transaction and then you're screwed as a, as a vendor as an entrepreneur by the way ladies and gents that's what happens with credit card processing it's especially here in california they get the refund it's going back to them so uh try to trying to avoid those refunds is like trying to make sure that your sale closes after it closed like you got to maintain that it's, dude such great advice i'm loving it 
you've already dropped so many gems. I want to make sure that we give you some time to plug. So if people are like, that's exactly what I'm looking for. I need to build my brand. It's something that I've been talking about, but this person at, uh, at, at well, I, can, I can't even spell your name right now. Color, how do I say your company's name? Color Addict. <laughs> color Addict. I was going to say Color Addict. All right, Color Addict is making me like an offer I can't refuse. What is this offer that I can't refuse? How can they want to work with you? <laughs> well, the easiest way to get started with working with me is going to be booking a discovery call on my site. There's a big pink button right at the top. You can click that. It links to my calendar. You can set up a call. Or if you, even if you have like a follow-up question, I always encourage people to just DM me on Instagram. Um, my team manages the account. If you ask a specific question, they'll make sure that it gets to me. And I respond every single time. Every single message, every email, we always respond every single time. So you will not be kind of sending something into a black box that no one ever responds to. That's perfect. How fast should people be responding? Just from a sales tactic, right? When somebody sends you a message, a DM, a text or whatever, uh, how soon should you respond if you're in sales? <laughs> I think so. Well, I'm playing around with this again. Remember, I draw experiments all the time. So when it comes to sales, I would say no less than two days. No less. Depending on the platform, though, there is an expectation of a quicker response. So you got to think mm. about that. So let's just say, for example, um, if someone hits you up on Facebook Messenger, maybe on your Facebook page, they're going to want a quicker response because that is kind of like a text messaging platform where they're expecting something a little quicker. Um, but if they're like sending you an email, email, I honestly say like email is snail mail, right? And so there's no expectation to really respond as quickly. But if you want the opportunity, expo- respond as soon as you see it. Because it is, it ha- I have definitely seen, because we are our old sales cycle, it used to be, I think, every three days. And now we strive for like every two days, but that's the top, right? It's usually almost immediately that we're moving people through. And also this includes follow-ups, by the way. So if you've already connected with someone, let's say they responded to some type of lead magnet you have out and you've started a conversation, but maybe they've just kind of died off. Don't be in your feelings about that. Okay, people have lives. They could have opened that email and then, oh, someone's calling or, oh, YouTube or Instagram just sucked me into a dark hole. So don't get yep. in your feelings about that. Simply respond or uh, follow up in a couple days. And then and go ahead. there's a lot of automations that we can put there, right? So when, when people are doing some of these things, I know the entrepreneur is thinking, dude, I don't have time to respond to all these things. But this is why you hire somebody like yourself, like, uh, like Teresa here, like, did I just smell your name? Say your name, Mike. Chrissy, man. Chrissy. Dude, I am like all oh, <laughs> like, like, it's, it's, it's on the screen in it's front of you. Screen, Chrissy, color <laughs> addict. Like, where are you like, today? So, and by the way, I wanted to throw this in there for our listeners. It is color addict with K's instead of C's. So K O L O R A D D I K T. Just want to throw yes. that in there. Yeah. You know, it's a bad day when the producer has to hop on and correct you. Right? You know, <laughs> but we anyway, all have our days, bro. We all have hey, our days. Thank you very much, dude, because I don't know what's up. Like, I just can't read today. Everything's all like jumbled up. <laughs> no, I do all the time. Trust me. I sit in calls. I do consulting as well. And so I sit in calls pretty much for the most of the day. See, can't talk. It's seven o'clock here. So I can't talk. <laughs> I completely understand. I'm not offended. Trust me. Okay, cool, 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 cool. But what I was saying was 
there are a lot of automations and things that we can put into place, right? So different triggers. And so there's, there's things that we can do to really save some of that time, but still give the client that experience that they're looking for, right? Yes. Yes. So when it comes to sales, so my first, my first thing I want to say real clearly and directly at the time, because a lot of people give me the excuses. They don't have the time and they do have the time. They just don't want to do it. The time, not having the time is truly, I'm scared of people's rejection. I'm scared of people saying, no, I'm scared of this. I'm scared of that. I, I have this lack mindset or this fear mindset. So I want to be clear about that. But let's just say you want to automate some things. It could look like getting a CRM. It could look like tools like Zapier. It could look like um, just simply, I mean, Gmail. Even Gmail does this thing where if, if it detects something needs a response, it will automatically say, hey, do you need to follow up on this? So mm -hmm. even just using the tools that we, you have, because sometimes I don't like to overwhelm people with like tools and systems, because it feels all out of reach. It feels, it feels like fuzzy land for business. And they're just like, oh, rainbows and unicorns. I'm gonna grab all these tools and my life's gonna be amazing. And it doesn't work that way. So again, make the time the tools are to help you, but they are not to like, necessarily save time. You're still gonna have to put in that work, especially when it comes to closing on that lead. Absolutely. Automations make all the difference in the world. All right, Chrissy at coloraddict.com with K's instead of C's because James made sure I corrected it. Ladies and gents, that's what it's all about. Look, you have a brand, you need to build your company and that requires you to prospect and to market your company. You need to have one-to-one -one conversations just like you need to have one-to-many conversations yes. and really dialing in where your messaging is coming from by understanding your customers and what their problems are is the key to success. And I know it's not easy. And I'm telling you from my own personal experience, 849 episodes in and James and I still have this conversation all of the time. So I understand your frustration, but there are people out there who are really good at that space and they're sitting right here on this show. So Chrissy, and coloraddict.com with K's instead of C's is where you want to go check it out. Just do the discovery call. Check, ask the questions. Let her ask you questions. Dig a little bit deeper into that mind. And I promise you the hardest thing that you have to do is think because once you get it out, you put it on paper, you have a plan of action, you're okay. going to start to see progress and you're going to start to see things take off. Chrissy, you've been an amazing guest on the show. Very enlightening. We are huge. I mean, like I told you, we do content at scale. So we're big on testimonials. What was your experience like being on the Business Bros podcast? Well, I will say I'm on a lot of podcasts and this is one of the most fun experiences for sure. Uh, definitely high energy. Definitely like I love all of the editing and the effects and stuff. So I think you guys are doing an amazing job. Amazing job. Sweet. Well, that's it, ladies and gents. One more time coloraddict.com with k's instead of c's make sure you guys check that out we'll see you guys again next time christy thank you very much for being a guest on the program ladies and gentlemen uh you know happy veterans day to those of you who are out there who are former vets um and uh i know it's Appreciate the day it. there you go but i know it's also the day where we honor That's, people who have tomorrow though it is tomorrow but okay. i don't i don't actually we do have a show tomorrow huh
Oh, we, I don't know. Oh, no, we don't. We don't. That's oh, why okay, I was doing it today. That's why. See? That's why I was doing it today, hey, bro. Thinking ahead. Thinking ahead. Thinking ahead. Definitely... I love this guy. I love this guy. That one I did get right. Right? Couldn't say the name of the guest. Couldn't say the name of the show. But knowing that tomorrow's Veterans Day, I did get it right. All right. Nailed it. Well done. Nailed well done. <laughs> so happy Veterans Day, ladies and gents. Honor our vets, especially if you're here in San Diego. We know we see you guys all the time. I run around, uh, literally run around a uh, military community. So thank you guys very much. Appreciate you all. We'll see you guys again next time. Peace. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation. Or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.